episode three. Welcome, everyone. Yes, and thank you for listening, by the way. We uh, didn't really know what to expect, but we've had some people reaching out um, and saying that they're really enjoying the show, and so that is definitely motivation for us to keep doing this even though we were probably going to anyway. Probably, even if we were the only ones listening. Even if us and our moms were the only ones listening. Us and our moms, yes. (laughs) But uh, it is nice to hear from people. And uh, let us know uh, what kind of coffees you want us to try, if there's a criminal that you'd like to have us look more into. Um, We definitely have plenty of criminals here on this end, but... um, you know, there's always more criminals. There's always more criminals. That's right. <laughs> so once again, I am Alexi and I'm Lewis. This is Lewis and this is Coffee with Crime. Where we talk about one coffee and one crime. That's right. Um, the coffee today is uh, from the same roaster as last episode uh, from last week. It's called Roasted Coffee Co. And they provide the um, roasted coffee for a coffee shop called Iron and Grain. In East Moline. Um, th- last week we drank the, um, oh gosh, what was it? I don't remember what it was called, but it was good. It was, oh, uh, Ethiopia. Oh, that's we, right. We yeah. drank uh, Ethiopia. And this week is Papua New Guinea. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more, um, it's, it's chocolatey. It's got like a cherry flavor to it. But I noticed that I had to brew it pretty strong mm. to get flavor out of it. I, I haven't tried it yet. So. You haven't tried it. All right, here we go. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Mm, that's really good. <laughs> it is good. I, li- I actually like that better than the one we had last week. Really? Yeah. Okay. I like the one last week better, but okay. this one is not bad. But I was just, um, I noticed that, yeah, for me, I had to brew this one like really, really strong, which I, I usually do anyway. Yeah. Because I like kind of like squeezing all the flavor out of the beans, even if it means, you know, using some more beans and they're not cheap. But... Um, but yeah, once this one got strong enough, I really, really liked it. When it was like medium strength, I was like, nah, you know, it kind of tasted just like nothing. Um, but this is, this is actually it's really good. good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Iron and grain. All right. Two iron for and grain two. Is, is doing, doing well. Um, they are actually closed at right now as of April 6th. Uh, oh, they're going to okay. be closed through the rest of the month because of the COVID-19 coronavirus, um, shutdown. You know, yeah, they just, re- they, they were doing business through their, drive through window and it just slowed down to the point where it was like they were like why are we here i'm i'm good i'm pretty good friends with the, the uh one of the owners of the place so he was he was <laughs> that's how i know all these intimate details about their <laughs> coffee shop um but uh yeah so they are um so unfortunately we can't send you over mm-hmm. there like we could last week for our episode but um but you know in the long term they seem like they're doing well and once everything's open opens up they will be slinging coffee again yeah. and, and doing pastries and Well, I hope sandwiches. some places are open because we're going to be uh, taste testing Folgers yeah. Crystals here pretty soon. If- <laughs> Folgers Crystals. <laughs> <laughs> that may come to that. Um, I am going to check out uh, 392 okay. across the river over in Davenport. I think they're still open. I've seen some posts of people getting coffee over there, and I haven't been over there in a while, so I'll have to check them out. And I, I, I've, I've been enjoying their coffee for a while, so... So that's the coffee. Uh, what kind of crime do we have? All right. Well, this is a good one. Okay. I say that every week, but um, yeah, you're gonna wanna. I don't. You might wanna switch chairs with me because your chair doesn't have a back on it. Okay. I think you need some more support for this one. <sighs> I'll take um, my chances. Yeah, I mean, murder, mayhem, deceit, lust, just it's got it all. Wow. And a yeah, I'm not even gonna tell you because there's. 
more you're not going to tell me the name of the person no no i am okay, okay so it's it's <laughs> thomas montgomery okay so sounds such a like such a normal such a nice normal like guy. a sales guy or just some a regular just blue collar well yeah unfortunately um this is actually interesting because i feel like this and maybe it maybe i just wasn't super aware of it but um there was a lifetime movie made about this case and i watched that movie a couple years ago it's called tall hot blonde and it's a good movie. So check it out. Actually, you can watch it on YouTube. Okay. Like most things that we talk about here. Oh, interesting. Um, the full movie is on YouTube. The Lifetime movie it's is. It's a Lifetime movie, oh, yeah. yeah. that the YouTube, that they would uh, give YouTube the rights to just... Yeah, I mean, maybe it's... I don't know. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. But it's, yeah, it's on there. It's, uh, it's really good. Um, but when I watched it, um, that's kind of when I became aware of this case. Um, because it was based on this story. Okay. Um, but I hadn't really heard anything about it. And when I was researching it, there's not like a, like a wealth, some cases you look them up and there's just like tons of information. Um, Mm. this one I had to dig a little more, Mm. which is surprising because it's a very interesting case. Right. With the internet, you'd think that you wouldn't have to dig for interesting crimes. Yeah. So, I mean, I really wanted to do this one because it's just one that's, I don't feel is super well known. Okay. So, um, but right, it's cause, interesting. Because you follow, like we were talking about last week, you've been following, uh, I mean, you, you watch a lot of shows about different criminals. And so for you to be like surprised that you haven't heard of someone that, means right, that yeah. that's kind of an indication that it's not, not a big ticket, you know, not right. a well-known crime. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Good, maybe, cool. I mean, this happened back in 2006, 2006. So, okay. um, I mean, maybe it was more in the news then. I just don't remember hearing about it i think you would have heard about it yeah i don't know so (laughs) we're gonna get into it though. let's get into it okay so thomas montgomery again sounds like a really just Just, benign guy all right so thomas montgomery a 46 year old man uh living in the small town of clarence new york and i looked this up and uh clarence is actually about a half hour outside of buffalo new york okay so it's a small town Mm -hmm. um i don't know much about his childhood. The only things that I could really find is that um, his mom passed away when he was 12. And he was, so he was, you know, from then on, he was raised by his father, who I believe was a former Marine. And he was kind of like a strict father. Like he never really allowed Thomas to like show emotion and that kind of thing. Um, And then this is kind of weird. In high school, he was, Thomas was accused of raping a cheerleader. And as, as a student, as a student, he yeah. was a high school student, yeah. um, and he was accused of raping another student. I don't mm. know if he actually did it or not, but after he graduated from high school, he decided to join the Marines. Um, so he spent six years in the Marines. Uh, it was his dream to be like a combat Marine, but um, he he although he tr- or he uh, actually he never trained as a sniper or saw any action as far as the Marines went. So he was in there for six years. Um, he got out, and then in his late 20s, he married a woman named Cindy. Uh, they had two daughters, and you know they lived a very normal life in this small town. He worked for a company called Dyna Braid, um, which was a factory that manufactured power tools. That sounds like something Thomas Montgomery <laughs> that would does, do. That does, that classic Thomas Montgomery. Um, he was a Sunday school teacher. He oh coached goodness. his daughter's swim uh, team. He was very involved with his kids. He was liked by his coworkers, his neighbors. He was just a normal, good guy. I'm just cringing, like wondering what he did. <laughs> Keep cringing. <laughs> um, so 
he, like I said, he was, he had a lot of good friends at his work. Um, he spent a lot of time with those guys and they would spend time together. They would play poker, get together, do things like that. Um, and one of his friends from work was a guy, his name was uh, Brian Barrett. He was 22 years old. So this kid was, um, he was just kind of a regular all-American good kid. You know, he played football, he played baseball, um, he was well-liked, good-looking. Strong jaw, probably. Very strong jaw. Everyone liked him. Um, And then he graduated from high school in 2002. Um, He started college. Uh, He was currently going to Buffalo State College to become a teacher, and he was working, obviously, at this Dinah Braid uh, factory. Okay. So him and Thomas struck up a friendship um, and they would play online poker together. Brian's screen name was Beefcake and Thomas Montgomery's screen name was Marine Sniper, even though he, <laughs> no, he, he was never, never a did. Marine Sniper. But it was his that's dream. The internet. So yeah. that's the internet. You can be whoever you want on the internet. Wow. Um, and they would play games in this, uh, it was this um, site, it's called Pogo. It's like for free online games. I don't know yeah. if you've ever heard of that. I think I've heard of it. Yeah. That. So you can play online games with people and then you could, there's like chat rooms and stuff okay. on this site. And it's actually a site that still exists. Okay. Um, this was back in 2005, but the site still exists today. Hmm. I actually looked it up wow. and it's still... Did you play some games? With I did. People? And I met some people on there. <laughs> oh no, boy. <laughs> All right. So, um, in May of 2005, um, Thomas decides to go into a teen chat room on this Pogo site. Hmm. Not sure. I mean, I don't know if he just like stumbled in like, whoops, or if he was, you know, I don't know. Lewis actually just saw his first clip from To Catch a Predator the other night. To Catch a Predator. Yeah, we watched it the other night. Remember I showed it to you on YouTube? catch up with um oh yeah 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 Yeah, lewis hadn't seen it before and i was like you have to watch i had seen a bunch of parodies but i'd never seen the actual thing yeah yeah uh, yeah that was it didn't disappoint it was as awkward as (laughs) yeah it was it was was rough yeah so chris harrison yeah okay so yeah Yeah. so this guy is like going down that road (laughs) (laughs) well maybe so he goes into the teen chat room um, so while he's in there, he gets a message from someone with the screen name Tall Hot Blonde. And uh, so he starts, you know, he strikes up a conversation with this girl. It's just, okay, let, let's put this on pause <laughs> for a second. Let's think about this. Like, he wanted to be, you know, a Marine that saw action. He wanted to be a sniper, but it never worked out. So right. he makes that his username. Yes. And then he comes across someone named Tall Hot Blonde. You would think that. In his mind, he would think, you know, he would, you know, people people would sort of deduce that maybe this person is none of those things. It's not a tall, hot blonde. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially back then when, uh, well, I mean, was there like, is there like a profile picture that you have to have? Or? Well, no, um, there was no, I don't believe is there it, was a profile picture, but... Um, it's kind of a text-based thing. Right, but she did end up sending him pictures oh, okay sorry i'm getting ahead of the story no that's okay, okay. no anything you want to interject please do because it just <laughs> makes right. it better i just think it's funny that like he runs into this person and it's like based on the way he named himself he has no reason to believe that that person is right <laughs> described by their <laughs> no that's that is very true again you can be anybody you want you online, can so. you can for a while until you meet someone in person exactly <laughs> so again so he meets 17 year old jesse um online tall hot blonde 
Um, and during this time in his life, like his marriage wasn't going great. Like he just was kind of bored, I think. You know, he was in his mid 40s, just kind of, he had been married for the, to the same woman for 17 years, and he was just kind of like, He was going too good. He was going too good. <laughs> he had a stable job, he had nice kids, people liked him, and Man. he's like, How can I just screw really this screw up? Screw this up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, so. Um, Jesse tells him that she is a high school student. She lives in West Virginia. She plays softball, just kind of like your normal small town girl next door. Um, and she sends him pictures of herself and she's extremely beautiful. Just this beautiful, young, blonde, tall, hot, blonde girl. Hmm. So he's obviously very attracted to her. Um, and she, you know, she sends him a lot of pictures. She actually starts sending him pictures of herself in her bathing suit and kind of like more risque type pictures. So he's like, he's down for it. Um, Was he asking for these? No. So she actually sent him the picture of herself without him oh, asking for wow. it. Yeah. That's and so, of course, she wants to see a picture of him. Right. Well, he t- actually told her that he was 18 because he wanted her to talk to him and he figured that she probably wouldn't talk to some you know 46 year old dad so he tells her that he's an 18 year old named tommy and that he's a combat marine and that he's um about to are there 18 year old snipers like can you get to that point at age 18 you know i don't know if anybody has been in the military and can answer that for us yeah i just i'm kind of doing the math because yeah, you have to be know. 18 to enlist, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Okay, so I'm just I'm just really a little bit suspicious of the fact that you could make it all the way to being a sniper with in a year's yeah, time. But I, don't know. I will have to ask uh, a couple of my friends who yeah. who uh, would know. So anyway, yeah. if anybody who is in the military is listening to our podcast, please yes. you know um, reach out. But the tall, hot blonde didn't suspect that. She thought, okay, that that seems legit. Yeah. Um, so of What's course, her name again? Jesse. Jesse. Okay. So Jesse wants a picture of Tommy. Mm-hmm. So Thomas actually finds an old picture of himself from when he was in the Marines, mm-hmm. and he sends her that picture, and mm-hmm. she accepts it. So she's getting like half catfished. Yeah, she's like getting like a thirty-year-old picture of this guy. Yeah, but it's still him. Right, it's still him. Yeah. And I mean, I guess those military pictures. I mean, they kind of look. I mean, they haven't changed a whole lot over the years. Yeah, I, I don't so. think so. I mean, I suppose, you know, so she accepted it, um, but he told her that he was, you know, six foot two, you know, obviously in his, you know, younger days, he was handsome um, and that he told her that he was a black belt in karate and just kind of like made himself sound like he was just this like really awesome, you know, hot young guy. Um, And he told her that he was about to be deployed to Iraq. So, you know, he's about to head off to war. And so they start like talking, they start developing this relationship. They take their talking off of Pogo. They start talking on MySpace and on Yahoo chat rooms. Wow. You remember Things Yahoo chat rooms. so fast. <laughs> 15 years. We actually just talked about MySpace the other day. We did, we yeah. did. Yeah. Top eight friends. How, yeah. We used to get these random message emails from MySpace like that are very desperate saying, please come back and... <laughs> Like your, your profile needs maintenance. It's like, I know. <laughs> I didn't even know I had one. I tried to delete it. You wouldn't let me. You tried to delete it? I'm just, I, you know, I haven't been putting right, any yeah. effort and they're still pretending as if I really care about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised it still exists. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so they start talking on MySpace. They start talking on Yahoo chat rooms um, and they talk on the phone. 
they actually get to a point where they're having like 10 minute phone conversations every night because at this Hmm. point like Thomas is married he's living with his family so he has to be very careful about his interactions with this girl yeah because obviously he doesn't want his wife to find out that he's talking to this you know 17 year old and he's 46 46 he must have had a young sounding voice if he could just talk to her and she would believe that he's yeah i mean i guess i don't know i mean i guess like some 20 more i mean your voice doesn't sound the same when you're 18 as it does when you're 46 no i mean maybe some people i don't know yeah did you sound a lot different when you were 18 i listened to um me talking like 10 years ago and it's it's different really yeah yeah your voice is like more mature now it's more mature it's more like husky there yeah even though i always had a deeper voice um it was like a little more nasally Mm -hmm. uh and like kind of clear um 10 years ago and now it's a little more like i just have drank so much coffee that it's so much good coffee from iron and grain yeah it's really like kind of like um (laughs) sandpaper well you have a great voice (laughs) thank you Um. as do you but um but yeah i just um I'm that's just kind of, but some people have like really young sounding yeah, voices. Yeah, I mean, I've, and he might have had a young remember sounding Remember, we voice. were hanging out with your, um, uh, how was she related oh, to Oh, my, uh, my great aunt Helen. Aunt Helen, yeah. Yes. She was like 90. She's in her 90s, and she sounds like if you just talk to her on the phone, she sounds like she's 40. She really maybe. does. It's yeah. amazing. Like, yeah. you would never, if you were on the phone with her, you would never guess that she was like, 90 it yeah. was amazing so this so when she was in her 40s she probably sounded so, like she was yes, too <laughs> so yeah i mean some people i think you know okay. can get or maybe he kind of put on that he was like i don't know hey, hey, hey. <laughs> i have no idea is that how an 18 year old clearly i don't right. know okay so um again they talked on the phone they, their uh, chats turned graphic they started talking about like you know sexual things mm. and you know all that um, so they really like formed this relationship. Hmm. Um, and at one point, um, Tommy had to go away to war. So he told her, you know, you can still like, if you want to send me something, send it to my house and my dad will give it to me. And there were times when he even pretended to be his dad. He pretended to be Tommy senior oh, wow. and was like messaging voice her. Actor. Well, I don't know if he talked, if she talked to Tommy senior on the phone, but he would like message her as Tommy senior okay yeah and at one point i guess he got jealous because he thought that maybe she was like talking to the other two other guys so tommy senior messaged her and was like hey like don't hurt my son so, wow. so he had all kinds of personalities going on yeah um so yeah she would mail him things she would send him you know packages and with what um, she would Cookies? send him like her underpants and like oh, pictures wow. of herself, and um, but yeah, probably like I know I think she sent him like jewelry, like a necklace at one point. Hmm. Um, you know, yeah, probably baked goods and whatever else. I'm not sure. Um, so he talked without his wife becoming suspicious, right? So she at this point like had no idea. So by December of 2005, so, which means she never found any of that. He was able to always kind of. In, intercept the packages before yeah i i think them. so and i mean the thing is too like i mean they were addressed to him i mean i guess you could say like oh it's okay well yeah like something for work or i don't know like, yeah yeah something. <laughs> <laughs> these used underpants that i need for my job at the <laughs> power tool factory right right yeah i don't know so yeah i guess that he was able to you know just hide this from her but, um, so yeah, so 
December of 2005, he had been talking to her for eight months, um, and he ended up proposing to her via online chat. So he asked her to marry him, and she says yes, like, absolutely, I'll marry you. Never met. Never met. Just saw pictures of each other, talked on the phone, that kind of thing. Um, He said um, in an interview that he knew that it was wrong that he was doing this, but he was so addicted to it, she became like a drug to him. Yeah. Which sounds familiar. Yeah, it does. Grant Amato. Yeah, another another person that we talked about. Watch out for those... Tall, hot blondes. Those tall, <laughs> hot Bulgarian yeah. blondes. Um, um, question, did her parents, like, did she ever mention anything about them or did, were they in the picture, like, at all? Um, I don't think she ever mentioned. I mean, I don't know. She probably talked to him about them. Okay. But it wasn't like he ever, like, talked to them as okay. far as I know. Okay. Yeah. So she's probably, I mean, she's probably agreeing to marry him without... Uh, even right, I'm sure she didn't tell her, her parents. parents. Like I met a guy online, and now we're engaged. Yeah, you know. So weird. Yeah. Figure it out when you know when when uh, when they find out. I guess that's Figure, right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was in December of 2005. So by January of 2006, he actually started telling his coworkers about his online affair. Whoa. So people at work, his friends, he was telling them that he was planning on leaving his wife and moving to West Virginia to be with this girl. And he actually, in January, he wrote a letter to himself saying, on January 2nd, 2006, Tom Montgomery, 46 years old, ceases to exist and is replaced by an 18-year-old battle-scarred Marine. He is moving to West Virginia to be with the love of his life. Hmm. So he had lost touch with reality Mm -hmm. at this point. And he actually, at this point in time, too, he believed he could actually transform himself into an 18-year-old Marine. Wow. Like, he was working out a lot. He was trying to, like, basically become Tommy. Wow. Which was weird. And obviously, his behavior had changed. So, at this point, his wife did start to get suspicious. Mm -hmm. She's like, okay, you know, what's going on? Is he, like, having an affair? Is, Mm -hmm. you know... What's his problem? Um, So a couple more months go by. And in March of 2006, um, his daughter is actually using his computer. And she gets either um, Tall Hot Blonde either messages Tommy thinking he's online or his daughter finds a message from her. I'm not really clear. Um, But basically, his daughter finds this message and she tells her mom what's going on. So... His wife, Cindy, starts looking through stuff. She ends up finding letters, pictures, oh, wow. gifts, the underpants that she sent, all this stuff. Um, so the wife, obviously, is upset. Yeah. So she ends up getting a f- picture of their family and sending Jesse a letter with oh, the picture wow. saying... Things are not what you thought. Yeah, this is my family. This is my husband. He's 46 years old. You're not, you know... You're not talking to an 18-year-old guy. You need to be more careful online, <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, among other things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she completely blows his cover. Mm. Like, that was smart. Yeah, definitely. Like before she intervened with him, intervened with her. Right. Because like, she's the one who's really in the dark. Yeah, exactly. And I, mm. I, you know, I, I mean, she wasn't mad at this girl because this girl right. had no clue. Yeah, the girl's you know, being she, like, deceived. Right. She thinks that, you know, this guy's 18 years old. Mm. Um, so, you know, obviously their marriage obviously went south at that point. Um, 
the Cindy decided that she wanted to separate from him and she made him move into the basement for the time being. Oh, but in the same house. Yeah. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Jesse, once she gets this letter, she's upset, obviously. Mm -hmm. And during the time that they had spent online and like playing, because she had played online games with him and like some of his friends. Yeah. Um, so she actually contacted Brian Barrett. Okay. Who was one of um Thomas's online friends. Right. So she contacted him online. And she asked him, like, he's is it, beefcake, right? He's beefcake. Yes, okay. good memory. Um, he, she asked him if this was true, if you know Thomas Montgomery was really this forty-six-year-old guy with a family. Mm-hmm. And Brian tells her, yes, that's true. It's the right thing to do. And she's obviously devastated, mm-hmm. very upset. Um, so she sends an email to Thomas telling him that she hates him. She can't believe that he lied to her. And so then Jesse and Brian begin talking online. So she starts talking to Brian. They and Brian is twenty two, and uh, by this point, you know Jesse's you know eighteen. This girl, like, aren't there any guys in her town? Uh, apparently, small town West Virginia <laughs> or, or, or is or even on the slim whole picking. internet. Like, wow, like, oh, it's the other guy from the Let's go little through a gaming circle app. of friends online. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, she, she like okay. So she starts talking to Brian. They start flirting. But Brian is kind of like what she was looking for anyway. Right. Brian's right. a young, handsome, yeah. you know guy that's not married yeah. you know <laughs> everything <he's>, that, <laughs> checks everything all the boxes that thomas was not that's right um so now basically jesse's in an online relationship with brian okay. at this point um so the two this is like a perfect lifetime movie yes i mean i like just as you're saying this like made for a lifetime right it's exactly. like they were trying to do things it's like let's do something <laughs> to become a lifetime movie <laughs> Uh, yeah no it, it is a good movie though it's one of lifetime's better movies i think hmm. yeah it's good um yeah so during the time that she's in a relationship with brian she's still kind of talking to thomas online but like kind Why? of like flaunting her relationship oh, with brian like, like you know we're together now and like you know kind of to like upset him i guess yeah. um and then tom or brian and Jesse are also kind of ganging up on Thomas. So they actually, they start posting on message boards, basically saying that, you know, Thomas Montgomery's a pervert. Wow. And they end you up can getting... see why Facebook happened, because Facebook makes all that stuff way easier. It's like, you don't have to go on a message board. It's just like all, <laughs> it's like all in public for the world to see right. all the time. So you can, Face- you know... Facebook was such a such an invention <laughs> that, uh, of its time, you know? It was, like, yeah. Because <laughs> all that stuff just happens on Facebook. <laughs> That's true. Everyone kinda, airing their Kind of just put it into one, you know, easy... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So that's just, they start taunting him and he's really mad. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's mad. And then they end up getting him banned from some of the chat rooms that he likes, you know, basically telling them that this guy is an online predator Mm. and all this stuff. Um, And then Brian starts telling people at work what Thomas did online. So now like he's being called out online and now at work, all these people know that he was like talking to this girl the 17 year old girl online and pretending to be so it was just weird obviously yeah. it's like an embarrassing situation for him yeah um so as jesse and brian's relationship progresses she asks him to come and visit her in west virginia so brian's like yeah you know i'm gonna come visit you so thomas is obviously mad at brian because he's now in a relationship with this girl that he was in love with sure and he 
he was, you know, he was sending a lot of messages to Brian saying like, I can't believe that, you know, you're choosing this girl over our friendship. So not only was he upset that he's dating this girl that he was into, but he's also upset that he's choosing this relationship over his friendship with Thomas Mm. because the two were pretty close. Was Brian one of his closest friends? Yeah. He was like a good friend at work and, um, so Thomas does isn't really close to anyone at this point. Like he's just like all of a sudden, almost overnight, he's like, yeah. He's I mean, I think isolated. Yeah, I socially. think so because like his obviously his wife and his family right, I mean, know. Yeah, like yeah. people at work know what he's doing. So I mean, things are just really going downhill for him. Yeah. Um. So before Brian was supposed to come and visit Jesse in West Virginia, she actually ended her relationship with Brian. And she started talking to Thomas again. This is so confusing. It's very confusing. So at first, Thomas was very confused. Like, why why are you talking to me again? What's going on? And she, you know, was just telling him, like, I still have feelings for you. I, I know that Tommy is there, like, within your heart. And I, you know, I, I, I'm st- I still love you. And so he was obviously very happy. Like, this girl knows everything about me. Yeah. And she still wants to be with me. It sounds almost too good to be true. It almost. <laughs> almost. Um, also sounds like Jesse doesn't really know what she wants. Yeah, Jesse's yeah. kind of confused at this point. Um, because while she's talking to him, she's also talking to other guys. And oh, she's kind of okay. messing with him, kind of telling him about it. And they're kind of going back and forth. There's a lot of arguments. And, of course, she ends up starting to talk to Brian again. Okay. So she starts back up with Thomas, and now she's back to Brian. Hmm. So, yeah, very confusing. And, again, Thomas is angry. And at this point, though, he, like, kind of gets to another level of anger. So now he's starting to send threatening messages to Jesse, Saying that, he, like, saying he's going to kill Brian, saying that he's going to, you know, like, hurt people in her family, calling her names. Does he know where she lives? He knows, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, she sent him, like, packages oh, and stuff. Oh, yeah, right, right. Um, and I'm sure he sent her stuff, too. Right. So, yeah. So, this is scary. I mean, obviously, she's feeling threatened now, and she feels like, um, you know, he's going to do something to Brian. Mm-hmm. So, she actually reaches out to Brian and tells him hey, I'm concerned about you. Thomas is saying all this crazy stuff. And so she ends up like stopping to talking to Thomas. Like she stops re- responding to his messages and kind of cuts him off at this point because he's getting scary. Yeah. So, um, and this kind of whole thing continues, you know, through the summer with this back and forth and, you know, with Brian and Thomas and all this stuff. So, Friday, September 15th, uh, 2006, um, Brian was working the late shift at the factory. And he ends up leaving work at 10.15 p.m. And he goes out to the parking lot, sits in his truck, and he's, you know, about to head out to go hang out with some friends. But he ends up getting shot through the window of his truck. So, he gets shot three times, and of course, he dies. So, nobody knows that he's there um, until Sunday, September 17th, when one of the employees of the factory brings his son to the parking lot to do like driving lessons. Mm. And he sees Brian's truck in the parking lot. So, you know, he goes up to it, sees him inside and he obviously calls the police. So the police come 
Um, and they find, you know, they find Brian there. They also find shell casings from a 30 caliber carbine rifle and a peach pit right next to his truck. So obviously they, you know, collect this evidence. And they also see that the tire on the passenger side of the truck was flat. Almost like someone had tried to disable him from leaving. Okay. So, you know, after the shooting, you know, the police are investigating um, and they interview co-workers from this Dynabraid factory. Um, and these co-workers start telling the police about the contentious relationship between Brian and Thomas. That over the past, you know, couple months, you know, things got really tense with them. They actually at one point had a fight at work. Um, and it was over this Jesse girl that they had met online. And they also said that Thomas had been acting strange. He had been talking about guns a lot. And he had been asking about, about Brian's work schedule on the day of the murder. So it's like, okay. Yeah. Um, so, I feel so, like there should be a song parody that says, I wish that I... Um, I wish that Jesse was my girl. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Pretty, no, anytime you want to... Uh, I'm a musician. You yeah, can you, you can break out in song whenever you want. Um, so September 17th, Thomas is taken in for questioning. He's not arrested at this point, but he's taken in. Um, he doesn't have a great alibi. He apparently went out to dinner Friday night and told the police he got home at like 10.15, but his D- wife said... Went to dinner by himself. I guess. Oh, yeah. And then his, his wife said he didn't actually get home till like 11. So things are kind of foggy with that. And then they also found that the peach pit had his DNA on it, which isn't like, you know. Well, if he works there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because he said, oh, I, well, I eat peaches all the time. I throw the pits in the parking lot. But uh, one of the things they said was that this parking lot had 400 parking spots spaces in it and the Uh, peach pit was found in brian's parking spot so it's like okay um so he ends up getting arrested in november of 2006 so this is about two months after the shooting he gets arrested um they never found the gun which seems to be a common theme in our... I, I was just going to say that, yeah. Never uh, found the gun. Yeah. And Should the we call the podcast the, Never Found the Gun? I think <laughs> we might have to change it. <laughs> um, so yeah, they never found the gun. And Thomas also denied having um, that type of a gun. Um, but they actually, they found a photo with, of his gun case um, from a couple years before, and it had that gun of inside. Of Thomas, you're not taking care of business. Um, another thing, um, that will come out later, but I'll just mention it now. Um, Jesse actually said that after, on the night of the murder, Thomas called her and told her, your boyfriend was easy to take care of. Whoa. So, I mean, he's kind of admitting to her that he killed him. Yeah. I mean... Um, and while he was in jail, he had a couple phone conversations with his wife and his daughter that he didn't know were being recorded. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't know their jail phone conversations it's aren't being... It's not come like... Come on. <laughs> come on, Thomas. Um, but in one of them, he asked his daughter to give him an alibi for the night of the murder. And in one conversation, he actually admitted to his wife that the gun clip was his. So, Man, I mean, oh. he's... He's basically admitted to this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is just, I don't know. 
I don't know. I mean, I guess he just wasn't thinking. Yeah. But anyway, so obviously he's arrested. Um, at his first arrangement, he arraignment. Sorry, his first arraignment, he pleads not guilty. So he denies having anything to do with this to the detectives and to everybody. You know to the court he tells them that he's not guilty um but then he ends up deciding to plead guilty to second degree murder on august 20th of 2007 so he 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 pleads guilty um and he's sentenced to 20 years in jail in prison okay um so the day after his sentencing he ends up firing his lawyer and tries to take back his plea saying, like, my lawyer made me do this. He was telling me that, you know, I would have to drag my daughters through a, you know, painful, you know, trial, and I didn't want to do that. But they end up denying his uh, take back. Okay. <laughs> they say no take backs. Yeah. Um, so he ends up in being sentenced to jail for 20 years for second-degree murder. So let me back up a little bit because... During the time earlier on in their investigation, they they wanted to get in touch with Jesse because, I mean, obviously she would have information about it. You know, if he was she was someone that he talked to a lot, talked to both men actually, right? And also they were concerned about her because they're like, this guy just killed, you know. One part, one half of the couple, like, what's to prevent him from going to West Virginia? He knows where this girl lives. You know, what if he goes there and kills her because he can't be with her? Mm. So, Erie County Lieutenant Ron Kenyon called Jesse, um, and he told her that she could be in danger. And then he ends up sending local officer J.L. Kirk to her home. So, this officer Kirk goes to her home in West Virginia, and, you know, he knocks on the door and Jesse's mother, 46-year-old Mary Sheeler, answered the door and said that Jesse was not home. Um, but Kirk thought something seemed kind of off. And after questioning Mary, she ends up breaking down in tears and telling him that it was her the whole time. Whoa. And that Jesse is her actual daughter. And she had used Jesse's photos, created a fake like MySpace account for oh her my and had been talking to these two guys this whole time. Oh it was never a 17 or 18 year old girl. It was always this 46 year old mom. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe that. I know. Was she like legally culpable for anything? Well, that's something I want to talk to you about because I kind of feel like this is sort of an interesting conversation. Yeah. So they couldn't, there was nothing they could charge her with under New York state law as far yeah. as like, I don't know, cyber crimes or whatever. Yeah. But what do you think about that? Do you think that Mary should have been held accountable for any of this? Or do you think that she really didn't have any, you know, responsibility? Yeah, legal responsibility. Um, Well, she loses my respect right away. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously what she did was really creepy. <laughs> really messed up, too. Super, to like, use to your use own daughter, your own daughter yeah. too. And yeah. the thing is, like... Not just, like, Googling, like, no. tall, hot blondes. And, and then, like, she sent photos of her own daughter to these yeah. men that she didn't know. 
Did the daughter find, I mean, the daughter had to have found out. I mean, eventually she found out. I don't, I haven't heard like what her response was or anything like that. So I don't know. I guess, I mean, my, my first instinct is to say that she, you know, didn't make anyone do anything. She didn't even say, hey, can you go kill so-and-so? Like, as far as we know, she just became an object of, you know, um, obsession on purpose. Right. Which people do all the time to other people. I mean, you know, the catfishing thing is like so common and they're, they're not usually like prosecuted for anything. But, uh, yeah, it seems wrong enough to the point where it, it feels like there should be a law against that. Like there should be a line where once you cross it, you maybe don't get sent, you know, maybe obviously don't get a sentence the same way you would if you murdered, but like do a couple of years, maybe. <laughs> See, I, I disagree. Okay. Okay. Like, although I think what she did was extremely creepy, you know, if anything, I think that putting her daughter in danger yeah, and maybe even like impersonating her daughter. But I, I mean, the fact that she was just basically catfishing these guys, I mean, it was really out of her control what they ended up doing. Sure. You know? Yeah. People do that all the time. Pretend to be somebody else online. And obviously, yeah. you know, usually most of the time people don't get killed as a result of it. <laughs> yeah. But I I really don't think she has any legal responsibility. No, she definitely doesn't. As creepy as she is. But I don't know. It seems like the more that, and this is, you know, 15 years ago now, but the more that relationships have the element of an online nature to them, you wonder if down the road there will be laws. Right. Uh, and maybe things have changed that. too yeah, since possibly. then. I mean, that's possible. Yeah. So, like you said, it was 15 years ago. So, right. hmm. but yeah. Wow. So it's interesting. So nothing happened to her. They didn't. No. So her nothing. No, but they didn't arrest her. I mean, obviously there was nothing legally they could do. But the officer came back. He's like, "Guess what?" Yeah. And <laughs> once they told Thomas Montgomery that this is who oh, he man, was actually I talking would love to, to see they said he face. just like turned white. Like he was just like this whole time. Like. Oh, like all this stuff wow. that happened. Yeah. It's so, it's messed up on both ends. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's so messed up. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Thomas Montgomery is currently serving, and this was f- like 15 years, well, almost 15 years ago. So he'll actually be out in a couple of years. Hmm. Yeah. Um, he, so should... he killed someone over someone who didn't exist. Right. At least someone who's, he didn't think was, yeah. So, someone who is vastly different from the person he thought it was. I don't right. know. Like, I mean, this woman was the same age as him. I know. They could have just They could have just like talked together. as yeah. like middle-aged adults. Yeah, they were both. That's so weird. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, that's that was that's what happens on the internet. Yeah. You never you can never um, you know, trust people, I guess. Mm. And that was like an early instance of catfishing. It's like so, yeah, that was before so common now. Catfishing was even really a term. Yeah, I think yeah. Just for for those anyone who might be listening who doesn't know what catfishing is, can you briefly describe that? Yeah. So catfishing is when someone basically pretends to be somebody else online. 
to, right. you know, attract right. or deceive yeah. people. There's a whole show on MTV called Catfishing. Catfishing, yeah. It's a good show. Yeah. Or no, Catfish. Catfish. Not, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's quite it's pretty common. common very common. I mean, and I was thinking about this earlier when I was kind of doing research for this. I was like, during this coronavirus quarantine, I wonder how many people mm. are turning to these like online relationships right. and how many of them are actually real. Right, right. So if you're listening and you're in an online relationship and you've never yeah. seen the person demand in person, a FaceTime conversation. Demand it. <laughs> Yeah, demand Zoom, demand FaceTime. Don't send them money. Don't send them your underpants. Make sure that Please you know. Please don't ever do that anyway. It's just, it's just there's better better ways to exchange underpants than sending them to someone. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you only exchange underpants in person if you, yes. if you must. Yeah, if you have to do that. <laughs> wow. Well, that is quite a story. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the case. The curious case of Thomas Montgomery. There you have it. There it is. Um, careful who you talk to careful. online. That's the moral of the story. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely one of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining. Did oh. you have any other comments or questions? Or um, no, that seems like the whole thing. Okay. I'm just. I guess the main thing I'm curious about is like what and happened to the girl when the she, daughter when she. Found yeah, out. I don't know. I would like to know that. I should try to find that. I um, I didn't find anything about it, but you know. 32 now so she knows what happened and yeah she, oh yeah i wonder how her relationship is with her mom yeah yeah you if, know if it even exists right yeah but, uh, hmm. yeah so yeah so again thank you for researching that and yeah thanks for listening that. and you know all your insight and input <laughs> and everything in the coffee thank you iron and grain for this what is this called again uh, this is Papua New Guinea, um, like single single origin um, coffee done by Roasted Coffee Co. Mm, so, so good. Yeah, it is really good. I, it's cold now. My coffee is cold and it's still really good. Mm, that's how you know a good cup yeah. of coffee when it can when it can cool down and it's still yeah. like got a different flavor. Mm. Become iced coffee. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Coffee with Crime. I'm Lewis. I'm Alexi. And join us again next week. That's right.